today's guest, Hilary Klassen, co-founder of the Secret HR Society and co-founder and CEO of Best Selfie. People that invest in leadership development programs have a 12% increase in overall productivity across the companies. That's huge in terms of measurements because ultimately we want to look at performance, right? Or productivity. It's really hard to measure performance as we know. But when you look at the hard numbers of how the company is performing, it is about what the people, the output of the people are. Right. So, of course, we can look at engagement stats. We can look at, and this is where I have opportunities to learn and grow everything else that comes into that. Yeah, of course, we want to be able to bring it to you on the on the job. Right. Um, that's why we've created the Leader Lab um, 1.0 is to be able to do this over a three to five month period of every two weeks you come together, but you're also doing app based coaching that is for you less than ten minutes. Right. Is get through some of that to be order to upskill yourself and develop who you are and then be able to come together in groups because that's a super important. And when we work with companies is it's the collaboration, right? Across mm -hmm. the leadership tiers, cross-functionally, because if I'm the head of product and I'm have no idea what the head of sales is kind of doing all the time. Uh, and, and interestingly enough, we all have the same leadership challenges. Hillary and I talked about leadership and also that sometimes and often we saw that the HR function or the people function sees itself as a victim and that we don't really agree with that because you, there are many things you can do to get out of this role or perspective by doing things in a certain way. And um, also for leadership, we talked about several patterns and also um, styles and what is important um, to create a certain leadership, I would say, concept and pattern in an organization that is enabling the organization um, that leaders can run a company. And um, this, comp this episode is more around the early stage um, co company leadership style. So everybody who is interested in that, um, have fun. Then you can build trust and then you can spend less time communicating and more time just getting shit done. Then I went home and, and thought about this sentence. We basically put it on the table. Hiring takes time. People are trained. How to objectively judge certain situations. It's very, 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 very hard to change things. That was the learning. Entrepreneurs with empathy. On the people side. Good morning, Hilary. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I also well, fine. So we already had a good pre-discussion of... Um, the role of HR in early stage companies. So maybe we can touch base again on it, what we just shortly talked about. So um, what patterns do you see why sometimes maybe it's hard for the HR or people function, especially in early stage mm -hmm. companies? Yeah. So typically the pattern is, and there's this magic numbers. I'm going to throw some things out and you probably have seen this. Normally companies in earlier stages, I'm talking before series A, right? Is, Around 50 employees, they're like, oh my goodness, we need an HR manager. And usually there's around 20 to 30, I think, for those companies that get, we need to do more around what, you know, building our teams and the people space, et cetera. Um, they do hire somebody, but it's very administrative. It's not the strategic partner to the founders, the C-level. It's much more around how do we actually make, um, you know, the, 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 the nuts and bolts, right? How do we do payroll? As you know, you work with many people that are an HR manager, but actually 80% of their job is what? Recruiting. Mm. <laughs> it's like, just hire people. Just hire as many people that you probably probably need, right? Like that's sort of their, their mandate from the top is go find them. 
and then they become successful. And then, and it's interesting because many HR leaders, um, and over the time, and I've done quite a bit of coaching um, as well of helping those leaders become directors, VPs, CHROs, uh, is that progression around, well, we, I got into the people space or I want to be an HR person because I really, I want to help people. I want to care. And I think that's actually interesting. And I'll be devil's advocate. Every time I hear, I just want to help people. I'm like, oh, this is not then the role for you. <laughs> okay. So it isn't about helping. It isn't just about, oh, I have to really be there emotionally from the people because the rest of the business isn't. No, actually every leader, even from the top should know you build a business and your people are your biggest asset, mm. right? And how your people interact with customers, because you might have a wonderful idea, but if you can't go and sell it and build it, you don't have a business, right? Um, so that is super important. So I'm like, and what do you know about business? How do you help to grow and scale the company, right? With the leaders themselves. Um, and, and then we get into, so then you have a small team, right? Around that 50, maybe one or two people, of course, somebody's doing payroll and contracts and, and quite the administrative types of stuff. Then it becomes this, you know, okay, how do we look at our workplace, um, take things over, and then to go to um, really, you know, that 80, 90 people, right? And usually then if they've raised Series A, okay, all right, now we really have to, we need culture. And every time you hear that, you're like, what? You have a culture, actually. It's not about creating one now. It's you actually have to just live it. And as founders in sea level, and at that point, then, you know, you see some change, maybe you know what one I or always, two. Yeah. What I always see when people say, yeah. we need culture, what, they, what it actually means is they need certain principles in leadership that, yeah. that feels tangible. Yeah, absolutely. So, that Absolutely. you can then also scale yes. in a certain way through leaders and not through yourself yeah. by owning everything. You know, and I couldn't agree more. And I wish companies, so interesting, we have one customer right now, um, client, 500 plus people uh, and, you know, doing well. And exactly this discussion, I just, I told you, I just got off a call was, oh, I think we need to de define a little bit more what is leadership in our company? Like exactly, because that will continuously, that will evolve, right? It won't necessarily change. It's just going to evolve. And if it's not clear, what are the behaviors from the most senior that we expect? And actually, by the way, there's a big difference. And I do a lot of workshops with, with execs around what's aspirational and what's real, mm -hmm. right? Because <laughs> <laughs> they think yeah. they're doing it. And, and you're like, and no. Exactly. And this can be very different for all the different individuals, right? Everybody's maybe yeah. has other aspirations and also yeah. mm -hmm. the reality looks different in each uh, unit. A hundred percent. And there's no cookie cutter approach, right? We don't just wake up. And I think this is what we have to wipe out of so much around what we're doing is this, you know, we, I mean, I asked this at, a, at another workshop with HR leaders, mm -hmm. describe the behaviors of great leaders that you've ever had. Imagine what it is. And interesting, do you know what the top two, two behaviors came out? No. Ah, after over 100 responses, empathy and coaching. And slightly third was active listening, communication. Mm -hmm. Those are behaviors. Does that have anything to do with being a visionary, being, taking command? No, right? Everybody, but actually those behaviors that everybody can learn and that's the difference. Could because how you lead and I lead as 
CEOs of our companies, right, um, is very different, and it should be because you are you have to be authentic. People, well, what will is your style? Sm- smell, read. Oh, um, my style is I'm a very high achiever. I like to get a lot of stuff done. My team knows this. They also have the ability to say, Hillary, it's too much. Right. And we check in on each other on that. I see the future. I believe with futuristic as well. Um, I like, I'm, I'm quality for me is really important. So it's not just about getting stuff done, but the level and the detail of how you do that. Uh, and, and to be, you know, very transparent as well. So you need to come to me if you have questions as I will come to you. And we, we discuss this and I try to be as human as possible. Right. And I think that's the other side. Um, and my, I have a individualization strength, which is wonderful. So I, and I think this is why over years being able to really personalize and understand each person for who they are and what they need. Because they do need different things. But I think this is exactly having that. And every single person I hire, I work with, they know that. I have this written out in a user guide. This is how you best work with me. This is what gives me energy. This is what drives me. This is what I do best. And also, this is what might frustrate you. <laughs> right? So That's super interesting. Because not, mm, not many... I see, saw these memos of individuals way more often now yeah and I, I think this is coming also from a concept in a book from um elad gill i think from the high growth handbook where um, mm. at some point he also described the stages of a founder through um a company in evolving yeah. and at some point you as a founder are just able to excel further or even just grow with the company to not be the mm-hmm. bottleneck if you hire people that are better into your mm-hmm. reporting line and then just let them do their job. And um, exactly. so- sometimes people also then don't know how to work with each other. And mm-hmm. therefore I think he dis- described this um, memos to say, okay, the, the most important mm-hmm. thing is just keeping the team together that they can exactly. operate. And this is one yeah. framework what you can use that people know how to approach, especially in terms of hiring. When there are a lot of new people coming in, mm-hmm. you don't have the time to get to know each other. You don't have the time to familiarize, but you need to make it work, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Interesting. So, okay, Hillary, we already dived now into a bit of topic, but we did not even did a short introduction. So maybe you can also give us a bit more context about yourself. Wonderful. Thank you, Thomas. Yes. Um, if you can tell from my accent, I am American. I've been living and working abroad for 18 years. Hard to believe. I spent 10 years at Gallup and, and that was really fascinating because I came from a big German company in the aerospace, Lufthansa in sales and marketing. Um, and I always was fascinated with human behavior. So it got me, but from the customer side. So obviously sales and marketing is probably like, oh, right. How do we get to know what you're, what you need and really your burning platform and, and how do we emotionally be able to sell, right? Um, and close deals. So for me, that was also really great. And somebody said, oh, um, I like to ask a lot of questions and I knew after, you know, four years of, uh, selling, putting butts in seats at a very high price. I was like, I need to, I need to probably go into consulting, uh, and figure things out. So I went to Gallup, um, they offered me the role and I thought I was doing a lot on customer engagement and behavior, which ended up going into a lot of employee engagement and leadership development, talent development, um, 
selection, uh, you know, how do we find raw talent in kind of what you were, we were talking about before and, and focus that to, to build leadership benches and to help companies grow. So worked, um, lived and worked. I also went into an in-house role with Gallup for, so for six years, I was a director of, of talent. So really everything X us was Europe, actually uh, Middle East, uh, Asia, go ask Hillary. Um, she'll be able to, and I built different teams and helped support the growth of, of the company. And, what, and then what, of course, uh, mm-hmm. just one question, what made you move to Europe then? Uh, actually the, the role they offered me. And the interesting thing is, and I do, I do, I do speak German as you know. Um, and the, the GM of Berlin was like, wait, you speak, you know, this is great. I actually know the senior vice president in the U S was like, you need to speak with the GM in Germany. We're building, it's very new office, um, but come to Berlin. And so we met and I thought, why not? It's, it was a very startup type of, even with a big company name is trying to crack the market. Right. And I was like, this is super exciting. Let's just go and do it. So um, yeah, so that's, that's been my journey. But then of course, you know, the tech, everything was happening in Berlin and I'm like, okay. And I was doing coaching and a little consulting on the side. Um, I've been a strengths coach for a very long time. So helping a lot of founders and, and others kind of growing with their careers. Um, so coaching them. And then I moved into ad tech and sure tech and I've been a coaching consultant um, for many years until, until I founded uh, three years ago, best selfie, which is really a complete digital coaching platform. It's app guided coaching with one-on-one coaching, but also with, with, practicing. So doing cohort-based peer sessions um, and that are coach-led in order to really apply right these new behaviors, what we talked about. How can I do this? What, how does that show up for me? Giving them real situations, scenarios, cases, um, and being able to work through that. And of course, addressing their challenges, right? That's the most important thing. So, so um, with Best Selfie, we have the Leader Lab 1.0 and really focusing on helping with the companies build um, their, their leadership strengths. In case you like my show, please subscribe. I would really appreciate it. Before we go into coaching, I wanted to mm-hmm. finish up the first topic. So you also said that sometimes it's that there is something expected then from an HR person um, mm-hmm. in an early stage from a founder, but sometimes yeah. they then don't know what to deliver. And then we already discussed about some some patterns that sometimes maybe the person that is hired into the first HR role maybe does not have extensive experience before if that's the case i think it's it's a big asset especially for that case because you can build a lot of best practices or industry standards or whatever behaviors you already saw and anticipate it right and second sometimes the founders did things by themselves initially and then it's maybe getting annoying and then they hire somebody but then the setup is already set up to fail because then people maybe are just supposed to do the administrative stuff or things from the past what the founders already know but for new stuff it's hard to implement something and then they jump maybe sometimes even into a victim position Mm -hmm. so um, what is your thought on that Mm. Uh, that happens all the time and it's sad because this is where uh, in working with founding teams and and execs it's like there's there's so much that they have to learn to say, you are not the expert in this is important to help to shape. As we said, like what is, what are leadership, uh, you know, principles, behaviors that we have to lead by holding each other accountable. Absolutely. That is your role. Right. Uh, 
And how we do that, and this is where you really need to have a strong strategic type of HR person. I mean, I've always gone in to say, don't even call me an HR. I'm basically a internal consultant to try to, at a very senior level, to you know, release things, look at data points, pull this the whole picture together to say, you know what, we're at risk here. We need to look at this there. Um, what are we going to do about operational strategic growth, right? If we're thinking about entering new markets, how could this, it's, it's, it's all about that. And, you know, and running businesses is constantly about managing risk, right? To be, to be better. And, and then how do we align this? Um, and, and definitely I, I do see this is, I'm going to get to this communication point because it's embedded in so much of how HR people really need to be internal and external communicators all the time. So at times too, where, you know, if I was a people direct, you know, when I was a people director was, which is great. Like they're like, Oh, can you run our all hands meeting? I mean, basically almost every, to the point that I'm like, okay, this is that, but actually we need other voices to come in here. Right. It's something that I was really good at presenting to 200 people, 300 people but it was around. We need to set this up. The other people, we we see that there's this you know collective need to address certain things. Showcase what we're doing. How do we do this? And also, you know, less of this people working in silos that we all are a team, right? So that is super important. So these are the things that you're constantly internally pushing because you know it's important. And the alignment. And by the way, it's not just internal. It's it's your brand externally. You know this when you when people ask you, "Why should I work at this company?" Mm. Hmm. What is it? Right? Yes. Yeah. There need to be. Um, yeah. I, I. I know what you mean. Yeah. There need to be some kind of a spike. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, many times, um, it's about not just oh the company itself, right, is cool because they they have a really cool product or vision or mission, right? I mean, I hear this often. That will only take you so far because if you're not working with the people that you need to, you know, grow and develop with and working on really cool challenges, and it's very clear that you show up every day and you know what is expected of you, that's fundamental. And then you have the opportunities to learn and grow, but actually one of the strongest drivers to overall engagement and why people want to stay and work on something is I have the opportunity to do what I do best every day. Mm-hmm. And so that's your role, company, to fulfill that. And how do you get there? How do you get there? Ah, how much time do we have? <laughs> it's like, um, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I you know, in times of working with so many different leaders, and I think the ones that really get it, and I think that's the thing, we have to do a little bit of this smell test, you know, are you know, really the C-level, the founders in the C-level, are they really ready to take that, that holistic step to say, not just to say, oh, everything's fine, right? Um, fine isn't good. You want to create, you need to establish and create exceptional companies, right? And so to be able to see this and to grow people, I mean, you have to, you have to continuously measure what's going on. Speak, I mean, speak with people, but put that together. I mean, this is all qualitative, which is tough. Social sciences are not easy. We know that. Um, so it's like, what trends are we seeing? How is this being done? But also being very clear, like, this is what we're doing. This is our roadmap. Um, interesting. I've come into companies where I'm like, 
who doesn't have a people roadmap? Who doesn't that is aligned to the business? Right? And making it very open and as transparent as possible. And we can get to the transparency. Um, because obviously there are certain things that you can absolutely communicate and you should around what is, you know, the state of where we're going, how we're going, um, and you know, and and viability of what we're going to be doing to the point of not saying, I heard this the other day at a at a meeting where it's like, ooh, we kind of just showed people how what our runway is. People didn't even know what that meant, but it was scary. I'm like, oh, they're like, yeah, don't show the runway, right? I mean, it's it's like people don't want to know it. We only have six, seven months in the bank. I mean, this is, you know, you have to you have to provide stability as leaders, um, which is super important. You have to provide hope, which is about this is what we're going to be doing. This is why you're important in the role every day. You have to provide compassion. And by the way, I hear this a lot, particularly for execs. They're like. Well, Hillary or Falkonasen, you know, is ugh, that's that soft stuff. We talked about that, right? That people stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but it's also giving people a kick in the butt because you know they can perform better. That's compassion is mm-hmm. you genuinely care. All right. And then, of course, the trust. It's so that has to be built. Foundation, isn't it? Those are the exactly. And actually, those are the foundation. Interesting in Europe. Um, just because of cultural awareness, et cetera. It's hard. It, you can't start with trust necessarily because it takes more time, right? Whereas I think you can compare other cultures in the U.S., you tend to trust more. You just do. It's just culturally. Uh, and so you need to build that up. So to, to be able to see all these things, people, if you have during these times, I mean, look at we're in a recession in Germany, right? Um, it is what it is. We know this. Inflation uh, is astronomical we're kind of figuring out companies are trying to right size and if we're not open and say okay that this is our this is our plan this is what we're doing this is how this is where that stability and hope comes in right that we have a plan and we're okay that would also be interesting for me to see Mm -hmm. um you are offering a a leadership coaching service Mm -hmm. product right what i saw is that for instance in the mm, let's say talent market that now in a recession less people hire. And I think that's also positive and healthy to just have a correction. And on the other other hand, what I always saw in a time of boom, that people hire like crazy and always the internal mobility or internal development was really just Mm -hmm. lacking behind. And I have the feeling now that in a recession, they are opening up more to internal development topics like for instance building career plans hiring internally promoting more why because it's maybe less expensive and also um, you don't have always the urgency of i don't know in investors or targets or everything is booming and you need to do everything now at any cost then maybe internal mobility sometimes was not obvious because it doesn't feel like tra- transactional enough that it makes sense. <laughs> so yeah. how, how do you see that? And what is your opinion on, on that um, mm. internal versus external hiring? And that is actually 
the companies that are now really doubled down on how do we build our leadership bench because the leaders and I'm okay, I'm going to use leaders, um, people managers, all right, people that lead teams, we'll just put this this way, uh, is super important because that is going to help the survival of the company, right? It's doing more with less, exactly what you said. And they have to do that. And they have to invest into the point of saying, because what happens, as you said, you know, you go through, gosh, I've gone through doubling a company in a couple months um, in terms of scaling and opening offices in different countries and everything is, you get to that, you're like, all right, but we have to focus on now retaining the right people. And developing and recognizing, do we do we promote from within leaders or do we need to bring them in, right? Um, where do we need to go as the company? And that is, it, it's so critical, particularly right now, because those people, and even if you've gone through layoffs, right, is you're saying, I want you, I'm retaining you, know, you to do excellent work. And so you're going to be a part of this journey. Um, interestingly enough, I was speaking with a company out of Boston and and they were telling me, um, you know, just, people just graduated from Harvard, MIT, right? And they're like, the reason why they're choosing the company is because they have a, a leadership and coaching programs. So they said, we know you're coming out with your MBA or um, whatever, you know, your master's, and we want to hire you and we're going to want to develop because we know you, they don't teach you how to do things such as negotiation and presenting and to do whatever it is in your role. But we're going to make sure that you you are doing this. And we want to make sure that, you know, if, if you like to develop either as an IC, an individual contributor, that's great. Or we, we put you on a program to identify for you if you want to be a, a people manager someday. And they're like, oh my God, it's amazing. We're getting all this amazing, for the minimum hires they're doing, amazing talent, but actually it's sending a signal through the whole company too. Because the company say, I want to stay here and learn and grow. Yes. Isn't this more a corporate thing? What do you mean by corporate? That they have management programs, training programs, and so on, and have the luxury that they can afford this. Because I think it, it's a cool thing, yeah? But I just saw it more on corporations, even with, mm. let's say, companies yeah. that are a bit younger yeah. and have one to even up to 1000 2000 employees they they not even yeah. have programs like this yeah. just the uh, 10000 5000 100000 mm. um, si- mm. org size corporations but that's just my perspective and i never really de- deep deep into mm-hmm. that but how do you see that i mean to their point i would say it's probably 40% of below series b actually have some sort of program or some sort of, and I, and I'm really like people stop say, you know, we put you through training, right? We know that training doesn't really work. You go away for a day or two, you come back and you maybe retain 10%, maybe it has nothing to do with what you're going to be doing and to, to, it's more about the relationships. Maybe you built their exactly. training and then mm-hmm. you con- yeah. keep, keep in contact with them, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it People can with be a different mindset and different problems or similar problems. Right. Right. Which mindset. it's better than nothing. Right. Almost like this is where I'm like better than nothing. So they would fall into that 40%. And I, those companies that actually do invest see a huge, like people that invest in leadership development programs have a 12% increase in overall productivity across the companies. That's huge in terms of measurements. 
because ultimately we want to look at performance, right? Or productivity. It's really hard to measure performance as we know. But when you look at the hard numbers of how the company is performing, it is about what the people, the output of the people are, right? So of course we can look at engagement stats. We can look at, and this is where I have opportunities to learn and grow everything else that comes into that. Yeah, of course we want to be able to bring it to you on the on the job, right? Um, that's why we've created the Leader Lab um, 1.0 is to be able to do this over a three to five month period of every two weeks you come together, but you're also doing app-based coaching that is for you, less than 10 minutes, right? Is get through some of that to be ordered to upskill yourself and develop who you are and then be able to come together in groups because that's a super important. And when we work with companies is it's the collaboration, right? Across mm-hmm. the leadership tiers cross-functionally because if i'm the head of product and i'm have no idea what the head of sales is kind of doing all the time uh and and interestingly enough we all have the same leadership challenges what are the challenges it just shows up differently oh yes um interesting i actually just published a newsletter for best selfie where i kind of addressed some of that and why we're failing um because of the overall, you know, which is, I think, I, um, I think it's um, quite interesting around, you know, I think for first time, and we'll, we'll kind of get there, I think, for, and I did it around first time managers, right? Um, and some of the bigger challenges is, is they don't know what is expected of them. Really? What is leading? How do I do this? Which is huge. They don't know how to um, be able to manage time which is for first time, absolutely. All the coaching, hundreds of people that I've coached, that is some of the biggest thing. I have to go from, I have to get stuffed on myself and I need to have one-on-ones with my team and I need to set direction and priorities and make decisions. That's like part of the effective management. And I might not even know what, what are the KPIs or OKRs of the business? What does it actually mean? They need to learn that. And we tend to just chat people. Oh, you're a great salesperson. Care, you can lead a team. That's always like, mm. <clears throat> let's make sure that they understand what this requires, right? Um, and then, of course, you get into behavior like being able to uh, make decisions, communicate, uh, being able to, you know, we'll get into uh, uh, feedback, <clears throat> is being able to really, I think, also develop others. But these are, these are behaviors that you've never probably have done because you've never had the opportunity to lead others. And then all of a sudden you're in there and then the company fails because they don't provide you with this support, right? And then to continuously tackle. And it's a journey. We don't like to tell them, well, we're going to go down the behavioral change path as we know that you have to commit to it around what the goals and habit creation. But it's a huge... And the approach is understanding your strengths. So when you asked me before, who are you, Hillary, as a leader? And what are your strengths? You have to be so crystal clear. Or else you can't t- help your team and, and be able to create a team that's going to do fantastic work. Right? So you have to be self-aware. And that continues to grow as you have different challenges and everything else. But it's like, how do I tap into really doing what I do best in my natural flow, right? My zone, my leadership zone. In case you have any feedback or anything you want to share with me, please send me an email on thomas at peoplewise.com or hit me up on LinkedIn. And in case 
you really enjoy the show, please subscribe. I would really appreciate it. Mm. I think another problem is a lot of behaviors that brings you to the position, to the pole position to become a manager are then not taking you to the pole position of being a good manager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? And, you know, and this is exactly, and, you know, in, in our, in our startup world and, and scaling companies, et cetera. I mean, it's ironic that we actually say, oh, every, you know, everybody's a leader. And I'll just start with that. There's a big difference between a leader and a manager, right? And interesting, you can be a leader and you don't ever have to manage people, but we call them all leaders. So it's like, you're a leader, you know, it's scary. I actually feel like most, most people managers are like, how do I do this? And when you work with them, um, it's amazing for those people because they also haven't quite formed yet, you know, kind of who they are and how they want to transition from being a peer to a manager. Right. And it doesn't just happen overnight, but we can shortcut that. Right. And this is what we're, we're, we put out there in terms of the, the lab and the experimentation of helping people operate in a safe space to say, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. Because guess what? You don't. But we pretend we do know everything. Right. Or, OK, I can manage it. <laughs> and uh, yeah. in reality, they go home and they're like, Ugh. you know, or they carry this. I mean, and, and there's so many things about, you know, even how you do things, um, businesses, you know, we can talk about even how to manage layoffs to everything. I mean, that is your role as a manager. That's not an HR decision, by the way. Oh. If you have to look at your team and say, I need to keep, you know, 60%, what's happening to the other 40, you better have a good plan. Definitely. So, That would be um, a good topic for maybe another topic deep, deep dive. I also mm -hmm. do this sometimes with several mm -hmm. guests with different roles and opinions on one mm -hmm. topic and then do an episode around the topic. So maybe we can yeah. follow up on that. Um, yeah. So what are some recommendations you can give me in terms of guests? So what is somebody I, know, I don't know, but you know who I should interview next? Ooh, lots of people. Um I mean, are there specific topics? Are there specific things? No, top of mind. What's top of mind on your end? Everything, ah. maybe, maybe let's stick a bit into the leadership side. Can also yeah, absolutely. Managers, not from the HR people field, just with a, a strong opinion or with a certain perspective. Absolutely, that is absolutely. I mean, I, so there's a couple and I'm going to promote, shamelessly promote women. Um, I actually think you should interview CEOs of companies. So I, there's a couple of people, um, friends of mine that are CEOs of, of companies and ask them their position around also being a, a woman in leadership, right? Um, and also how they shape their teams. Um, so I am happy to, I know CEO of, of RayPay, of FinLeap. Um, so also quite interesting topics um, because I think that would be a great perspective. Yes. Right. Let's do it. And what are, so, what are they doing? Yeah. So, so I'm happy Nina or Nina. Um, yeah, exactly. Is to be able to, to kind of put that out there. And the other, and, you know, do you know um, Yulia Denbaga too? She works, she's a coach consultant with a lot of, um, for basically companies always that. It's interesting to see somebody who has the holistic perspective as a out exactly. outsider, right? Yeah. And also, yeah. 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 So exactly. I, I or Inka, my Yeah. Mm. So no, she does, she's had a, Yeah, sorry. 
No, no, because the podcast started more from a people function, but I want to make yeah. it more broader from different perspectives okay. and angles because mm -hmm. um, first I wanted to niche down a bit that it's easier to get it ramped up and mm -hmm. also having a certain focus topic, right? And then now yeah. it's forming more around, okay, certain roles, certain mm -hmm. levels, certain perspectives, mm -hmm. and it's not just dedicated to a people function itself. Exactly, exactly. No, that's uh, absolutely. And this is where I think is so fascinating around um, you know, what's the take? Um, I can also hook you up with one of our advisors who was CHRO of a, you know, 20,000 person company, knows the space very well. He's in Silicon Valley um, and can give you also a very different perspective of Definitely. outside of our, of our European bubble. So, and, and John's great. He's a great storyteller um, and gives a, like just a really great um, understanding. So. Great. Yeah. Okay, um, Hillary, that was really nice. So we need to cut it now because I also promised yes, I to myself and to my um, um, listeners that I cut it down from 60 to around 30 minutes. And yeah. um, this yeah. is where we are now. But I think we have yeah. enough material for another um, right. topic at some point exactly. um, where we talk about certain topics that are mm -hmm. just burning mm -hmm. right now because I want to publish them in between the episodes. Yeah. yeah, perfect. Perfect. And thank you for doing this in English, by the way, because it helps me for my reach. Uh, so I was like, oh, wait, we didn't decide if we're doing it in German. I'm, like, I'm going to be shamelessly just do it in English because no, no, I have a much more international. Okay. Okay. International audience. So, um, which I've done podcasts before, but I'm like, yeah, this is, this is great. Cool. Wonderful. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Have a good weekend ahead yeah. too. Cool.